I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. to another episode of What's New Barkeep. I'm Dane. I'm Luke. And today we've got a theme in more ways than one. So we have decided to kind of divert our usual go-to for recipes to a different book this time. Most of our stuff has been coming from a... Like a singular book. We've been kind of dibbling and dabbling here and there, but we did some math and that book's going to be done by probably December of next year if we don't... Or December of this year if we don't yeah. switch it up. If we don't start adding in some other stuff. So this is all coming from a different book. That being called, here's our theme, The Dungeon Meister. It's all tabletop themed, particularly D&D. Absolutely, particularly D&D. And I am looking forward to some of these. I know Luke is not looking forward to one in particular. We'll get to it when we get to it. Yep, we'll get there. So let's start with our first drink of the day. That being The Healing Surge. How do you make a Healing Surge, Dane? To make your own Healing Surge, you'll need tequila, sour apple liqueur, lime juice, simple syrup, a Granny Smith apple for garnish, and lemon-lime soda. For all transparency, we're using sour apple schnapps, not liqueur. Yeah, but... Yeah, tomato-tomato. Yeah, at this point, they're both sour apple, so they work. Let's try this out. I'm very excited. What glass do you have to be to have a healing surge, Dane? Uh, for this, we use Tom Collins, as you <laughs> probably saw on our Instagram. Follow us at Nerds in the Kitchen. Well, what D&D class do you need to have a healing surge, Dane? Uh, <laughs> it's my class. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three, Three two, two, one. Oh, damn. Wow. Oh, damn. That is a dangerous drink. It is. Uh, granted, mine had less Sprite than yours, but I can... Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. That is a good, good drink. And I see both of our apples did the same thing. It just kind of sank. <laughs> it just kind of sank right into it. I feel like this needs a little bit of a balance, but this is... Oh, damn. According to the recipe, pretty much you're supposed to put like four to six ounces of the lemon-lime soda into it. I think we put like maybe three or four. If, we, if I was to remake, I would probably put in a little less apple... Just a little bit and leave it. I can definitely see it because that sour apple. Because you know, you get the sour apple flavor, but you also get that that alcohol feedback, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, considering this has tequila in it, and yeah, that's I don't very taste... well known for making people just go, Ugh. Yeah, I I don't taste the tequila at all. I, I do not taste the tequila. So even if you do not like tequila, you might like this drink. Because you can't freaking taste it. I think that's the only alcohol outside of the. Outside the apple schnapps. It's just the tequila. Na, 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 na. Copyright. I'm going to continue drinking that throughout the entire thing. Oh, hot damn, yeah. All right, so what's our topic here, Dan? Well, our first topic, since we're going from a book that is 
D&D, Pathfinder, tabletop theme in general. We're going to go for some D&D topics. Of or course. Pathfinder topics. Our topic, or our first one, is adventures that can take place in the tundra. Because this is January. It is January. It is right next to the coldest month of the year. Might as well. So, the greatest stories are always... Stolen. I mean, inspired by other things. Inspired, huh? Yeah, inspired. Okay. It's a new word I'm making. It's like inspired, but with a spire involved. The best stories are stolen. Let's be quite frank here. There's been no original stories for, what, centuries now? Probably about a century, I would say. So, the best thing you could do in this kind of situation is remake The Thing. Can Please continue. So, for those of you who haven't seen The Thing, it is one of those stories... About suspecting... You know what, they just opened the fucking package. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, there we go. I can munch. You really want to munch over the microphone? I will wait. <laughs> I will wait until our break. Oh, I'm not sure if I'm keeping that in or not. Anyway, the thing is a story of an alien that comes down and steals the identity, appearance, memories, everything... Of one of the members. And it's slowly trying to eat and isolate and basically take over the entire group. And there's a few class, there's a few monsters you could actually use to recreate that. You just have to give them a nice buff. Oh yeah, I could definitely think of a couple. Couple? Cu- a couple. Is that kind of like Inspired? A couple. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're getting a couple of them now. Man, there's a couple of monsters that you could definitely... I forget what it's called, but there is one... Faye, actually, I can think of that would be really, really good. I forget what they're called, though, but it's basically a doppelganger. It might actually be a doppelganger. Yeah, I was going to say probably doppelgangers yeah. or a changeling. Changelings are what... I'm not getting semantics. Yeah. <laughs> but there are a few things that... Or, hell, you could basically have it be a mimic. A mimic that's, like, super advanced. Like, it's been stuck in this hole for eons. And it got to the point of mimicking so well that it can actually now mimic humans. That would be terrifying, actually. Oh, go ahead, Dane. <laughs> yeah, so there's a monster that you guys can use. There's a BBEG. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to start this off with not something sort of similar, but more of a original story that was officially published. That being Storm King's Thunder. Did we try doing that and it didn't go anywhere? We tried, yes, We did try doing that with you and a couple of other people. And it didn't go anywhere because I didn't do the more preferred start, Mm. which was coming from another adventure. Oh, gotcha. I tried to do what the book wanted as the start. Makes sense. For those of you wondering, that basically has the players starting in a town called Nightstone. Nightstone is not that interesting, people. (laughs) In Storm King's Thunder, the whole premise is to figure out why the giants have suddenly started attacking all these villages for just randomly no reason. They've just randomly started attacking everything in sight and moving to the north, which is typically called the Frozen Tundra or the Frozen Mountains or the Frozen Peaks, either or. And your whole journey is basically to figure out why. I mean, I can definitely see that. So... Uh, That's just me, like, giving the basic premise of it without spoiling. That's perfectly fair. So I got a couple of ideas, actually. Both of them come from Pathfinder. Well, one's a... (laughs) One's a rough idea. The other one actually is a story. I forget which one it is. So here's a fun fact about Pathfinder. 
it has a lot more mythical creatures than D&D has. One of them is Krampus. <laughs> and as I found out recently, it's actually pronounced Krumpus. Well, you can actually take down Krumpus. He has stats. Yep. <laughs> Krumpus but, has been statted. But that's not what I was talking about. In Pathfinder, there's also... Baba Yaga. You could literally... There's a storyline involves in Baba Yaga, but I'm not going to go too far into that. But this one I really want to try doing. So in Pathfinder, there's another fun thing I really like. The bar, there's, you know, in every tabletop one, there's a, usually tribes of barbarians. What sets these barbarians apart is they have mammoth riders. Oh no. Yes. Don't get this misconstrued. I'm literally talking the now extinct woolly mammoths. Yeah, you know, those uh <laughs> giant... Tusk, what might be the ancestors to Regular. elephants? Yeah, to African bulls? Yeah. Now imagine that with a group of raging people on the back of them, throwing javelins and using spears and just jumping off and tackling you if you by chance dodge the mammoth. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me that isn't an epic thought. That is definitely epic. Just imagine that. Three of them come trampling down. Some people get trampled, one person dodges out of the way, and you just see, <laughs> You got another one for us, Dave? Another one that I've actually been thinking of is a little bit of a winter survival situation sort of thing, but it's more like someone, something is dipping the world into an internal winter. Maybe like the Winter Fae Queen or something like that. Starting to dip the world into an internal winter, and you send a party out to kind of figure out i mean that's an interesting idea there's definitely a lot of possibilities because there is a bunch there is a bunch of things that could technically do it like i said a winter fake queen but i mean it could also be like the summer fake queen losing power could be the winter fake queen gaining power could be crumpus could be crumpus <laughs> it could be a god it could be any number of things now I kind of want to see if I could throw that into the mix, too, just to really screw with people. Because you know how I was saying how I kind of wanted a Suicide Squad? Now imagine that, but every area you're at has extreme temperatures. Oh, no. So the desert now has extreme, extreme heat. The winter now has extreme, extreme cold. There's like a friggin' tidal wave every other day in the ocean. For anyone who has three constitutions, we, we appreciate your <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> Oh, I need to make that somehow, but I don't know how I would make it work. I mean, it could be a god that goes on a vengeful spree. No, no, no I'm talking mechanically. Oh, uh, mechanically. Because here's the problem. My idea of the Suicide Squad is literally, oh, look, you just unleashed literally level 20, 19, 18, 17, 16 level monsters. This is your problem. I mean, if you have a Suicide Squad kind of thing, you might have to do that as a very high level campaign. Or a very long campaign starting at like level 1 and going up. Yeah, and literally you could not even bring out the big ones, the big ones until they start getting to a level where they can feasibly handle them. And I would say that the lowest level for that is probably level 13. That's generous. That is generous as hell. But I mean, you give players some magic items and they'll figure out how to make them work. <laughs> Presuming they don't die. But with that, we'll go to break. Yep, so we got some we got a big thing coming up for you. So we'll be right back after this message and we're back welcome back and we have our next drink or right, dane what is this drink uh well this is called the green mana is that why there is foliage floating in my drink uh yes so if you're curious on how to make your own green mana 
you're going to need mint leaves, mm. melon liqueur, lime juice, white rum, and club soda. So this is basically just a mojito, but with melon liqueur. Yep. All right, I'm down. Uh, definitely looks tasty. Smells pretty good. Three, two, two one. That melon on the corner does not play nice. Oh, whoa. That does not play nice at all. Oh, it does not play nice with that mint. Like, you'd think it would, but it doesn't. I mean, technically, this... You'd think that the melon would play well with mint, but I think, weirdly, this would be better with if you throw in some cucumber. Maybe. I mean, I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah, this does not play well with a lot of things. I think, okay, I think I know one of the other big problems, because I just tasted it. Was there lime in this? Yeah, there was lime. I think it might be better off with some lemon. No, cut it down. Maybe. If we were to cut this down a bit, because now I'm really getting it, I think that might have helped. Possibly, maybe instead of... Because you're, you're getting a lot of cut with the sour. You're getting hardly any melon. Yeah, I almost taste nothing of the melon. I taste all mint and lime. Yeah, so I think if you would have cut the lime just a little bit, I don't know how much we put in, but we maybe cut that off, not by half of it, but maybe like a quarter, a quarter of it, it might have worked out a little bit better in our favor. I actually kind of agree with that. Because, yeah, these flavors are just... These flavors are not blending well. No, and we shook this. Mm -hmm. you know, it just it's basically feels like they're smashing together against each other in a battle that isn't working. I mean... This whole thing is D&D based, so... Yeah, I'm not even going to bother finishing that. I'm just tasting lime at this point. I mean, I was able to finish it, so... Yeah, anyway, what's our next topic? Well, our next topic is... Hell, you're definitely not going to like this. We're talking about D&D, but one thing that we've been avoiding a little bit is equipment, in a sense, but more specifically, the potions. So, this is also something we've been kind of dancing around as a podcast. Should we make our own drinks? We've done this a little bit on LARP Corner, but we never really did this. We did it once. Did we? Once when we created the What's New Barkeep oh, drink. yep, that's right, that's right. And even then, it's still something that we more or less drew inspiration from. It's not us coming up with something from our own minds. So with this, we decided to take some potions from both Pathfinder and D&D and see if we can make a drink out of them. Dane, you got the honors. All right. Well, let me get started with the first one. Oh, we are going to say up front, health potions, we already did. So we're not going to bother. We already did the Legend of Zelda version of them, and we don't think we can do that based on the description that we get. Well, it's also the fact that when you think of a health potion in D&D, &D, you will get one of two things. Either it tastes like Robitussin or it tastes like some kind of sweet apple, typically. Really? You think apple? I think of apples. Eh, weird. Anyway... So, my first drink that I have for us is the Potion of Water Breathing. Okay. Typically, as you could probably guess, this would allow someone to breathe underwater for about an hour. As the book describes this drink, it is a cloudy green liquid that smells of the sea and has bubbles that look like jellyfish. I got an idea, but you got anything to start with? Well, we need green, so the first thing I think of is melon liqueur. I'm going in a different direction for you. I'm taking this literally. Yeah? I'm thinking kelp. Or kombu. Or, or seaweed. Or seaweed. With some sake. Yeah, some sake would work. I mean, you could also throw in a little bit of the sour apple. I would, maybe melon liqueur? 
maybe melon liqueur, something to help with that green flavor. Because right now, if you just threw in just the uh, seaweed or whatever, that's going to be a very, very dark green. Yeah. So you need something to help lighten it up. And it's specifically cloudy, too, so... So you would have to shake the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. So maybe that. I don't know what you would do for the jellyfish bubbles unless you unless you want to go literally and throw in some, I don't know, calamari. I don't think that's really necessary. I think, in all honesty, the jellyfish bubbles are more of a aesthetic. magical aesthetic. So yeah. probably boiling water. But then it's going to boil out the alcohol. So what's the point? Yeah. Like, in any case, maybe a carbonation drink, then. Club soda? Club soda could so, work. Sake, let's be honest, probably going to be seaweed. Yeah, so like a seaweed sake, melon liqueur, and club soda. Uh, Before we continue with the next option we have for a potion, we would like to state that whatever one... We haven't decided how we're going to do this. Either we're going to roll for it, or between Dan and I, we're going to decide which one's the best. But we're going to try to recreate this on our own. So you get one bonus drink this episode. So going to my next one. Well, your first one. Well, my first one. This one is a uh, Pathfinder classic, so I would be kind of yelled at if I didn't do this one. The Alchemist Fire. Basically, it's a, it's napalm. It's, uh, a, it's a Molotov cocktail. I mean, D&D has Alchemist Fire too, but I'm like, he that was literally the first thing he shouted out. So so the only thing that it really gives for a description is that it's a volatile, it's volatile liquids. When I think volatile, I think high-proof alcohol. Alcohols that particularly don't play well with each other. Well, here's a lovely thing about this. It didn't say color, it didn't give anything else, it just said volatile. So we can have it any color we want. But it has to be strong AF. It has to be super strong. And the first thing I think of when I think of high-proof alcohols is Everclear. Everclear, Picardi 151. 151, maybe 100-proof something. We would need some kind of mixer, otherwise we're drinking straight. I think if we're also going with the fire theme, we'd have to go with cinnamon... Or hot sauce. Oh, God. Yeah. Not the cinnamon, please. So, hot sauce. And we're talking high-grade hot sauce. Yeah, we're not talking your usual, like, oh, let me just go down to the store and get Tabasco sauce. No, we're talking, like, some kind of habanero or ghost pepper or something in between those. We need something high-grade. Or, even better, we just throw in a pepper, a hot pepper. Super hot pepper and literally just throw it in a shaker. Muddle it. Let it sit. Yep, and then let all those oils just yeah. soak into it. Now we need something to help with flavor. Ugh. Oh, flavor-wise. We need something that would be also, again, we might not be able to avoid cinnamon. I hate to say it, Dave, but we might not be able to. Oh, boy. I don't like cinnamon. I know, I know. I should actually specify that. It's not that I don't like cinnamon, because I do like cinnamon gingerbread snaps. I really don't like super concentrated cinnamon. And the real question is, we need some kind of high proof, or we need something really... We need something to throw it over. Yeah, we need Everclear. Oh, Everclear. Which we have not even touched on this show yet. Drink responsibly, everybody. Drink responsibly, indeed. Especially with fucking Everclear. So I think the last one, if we really want to hate ourselves, Yag. I mean, oh god, Yag. Oh, I mean, I mean, Alchemist it would make... Fighter, if you're making Alchemist Fire, it's typically not something you want to drink. So I think making it something that you take one sip of and you just go, Ugh. Okay, fine. What do we go with salt? Okay, I could go for some salt. So Everclear, Bacardi 151, Habanero, or higher, cinnamon, salt. 
with that definitely makes sense. That's gonna make anyone just go, oh. We have our alchemist fire. So next on my list is the potion of animal friendship. Animal friendship. So yes, if you want the druid of your life to really respect you, get them a potion of animal friendship. Does it give a description? It does. This one doesn't really give a whole lot of descriptive factors. Okay. But it does give one which is kind of concerning. It describes it as a muddy brown liquid that if you agitate it, shows animal parts. So what you're saying is that what we're doing is going to be gritty. Pretty much. A lot of times they say it's like piranha scales or, you know, squirrel hair or something like that. That if you agitate it, that might pop up. And I'm just like, <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm good at BSing, but this is going to be a bit of a hard one for me. Um, okay. I think I got something. I think I might have something. If we're looking for like a muddy and ugly looking thing, Oreos. Yeah, I guess that could work. Because, yeah, when I'm thinking of animal friendship, most of the time I'm thinking of something darker brown. Then we need Baileys. Yeah, something like that. Because, and I don't think it's going to be something that we could just shake around and all of a sudden, hey, look, there's something. Rum chata. Ooh, rum chata. Ooh. And I hate to do this because this is going to lead to curdling. But we need something strong because animals, we need either some kind of whiskey or we need something... We need something dark. Whiskey. Bourbon. We need a dark liquor. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to be really, oh my god, sweet animal friendship, uh, chocolate, sorry, creme de cacao. Dark creme de cacao. Dark creme de cacao. With, if you really want to push the measure, simple syrup. I mean, yeah. That's a lot of sugar, but it would be dark enough that I think we could probably make that dark, muddy color. Yeah, the... It basically, this whole thing is supposed to look like mud, so... But you'd be the one cleaning the uh, shaker, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind if this thing ever comes up. Alright, so, are we agree on this? Do you have any thoughts? I mean, when it comes to thoughts, really, the only thing that I've been, like, kind of muddling my head over... Eh. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I've really been muddling my head over is how to reproduce the color... And more specifically, how to get it to look like there is something inside of it without it being utterly disgusting. Good luck with that. I'm... Hmm. Huh. I mean... What about... Hold on. Ginger. Cut it up into different shapes. Make it look a bone, scale, something like that. Yeah. I guess we could do that. Make it look like the little piranha... Like piranha scales. Maybe you've just cut it thin, make it look like a bone. Yeah, that, I think that could work then. So yeah, so use some ginger. If you get rid of the Oreo and switch it with the ginger. Because this is going to be a lot, a lot of sugar regardless. You, Yeah, I mean, having a little bit of that spice is, is going to kind of help offset it. Is, so, are we in agreement yeah. here? Uh, I think we're in agreement here. So it would be so ginger, Bailey's, rum chata, uh, creme de cacao, and am I missing something? I don't think I'm missing anything, am I? Oh, we've said, like, whiskey or bourbon or something. Yeah, and whiskey or bourbon. With simple syrup if you want it sweeter. Which I don't think we're going to need. Because both rum chata and Bailey's are super sweet. And creme de cacao are friggin' sweet as all hell. Alright, so that's it for the potion of animal friendship. Okay, this one is going to be interesting. Tanglefoot bag. The only thing it really gives us for a description... Granted, this isn't a potion. 
kind of is, kind of isn't. It's all it says is that it's sticky. So the only thing I can think of is... Oh, no. Please don't. Honey or maple syrup. Okay, thank God. What were you thinking? Oh, Herb? I'm... No. <laughs> no. I was thinking Yeg. No. I... It's got to be something super sticky like honey or maple syrup. Something that'll congeal. Yeah, that's pretty much Yeg. I mean, it doesn't give any color, but when I think... The Tanglefoot thing. I think it was like these dark tendrils of color. So we could use Yag. Uh, yeah. But I'm just like, oh boy. Honey would be easier to work with as a mixer. Yeah. But maple syrup would be more of a distinct flavor. I guess it depends on how you want it to taste. Do you want it to taste more tree-like? We want to taste it more earthy or we want to take it more... There's a bunch of flavors we could go with this. Because I'm thinking, again, when I think... I think it's literally like a tentacle coming out of the ground. I don't think it's earth-like. I think it's like a tentacle. Like an eldritch tentacle, not like a sea tentacle. Eldritch horror tentacle just coming out of the ground and wrapping up yeah. something. So, Yag wouldn't be a bad bet, because it'd be black. Yeah, it would be black, and it's supposed to be the description again? Sticky. Sticky. So, yeah, just Yag. I think anything sticky at this point would Maple work. syrup would probably be the better bet. We could probably pair it with whiskey as well. Maybe oh god, it's gonna be fucking weird. Maybe if we want to keep the if we want because I'm also thinking like dark tendrils more than anything else. We could also pair it with blue curacao if we want to keep it dark. Ooh. Like this is mostly color than anything else. Like a lot of maple syrup in color. I could definitely see that being the case. God, that'd be a disgusting drink. No, but no, I mean, no. considering that's supposed to be a tentacle coming out of the ground. Yeah, it makes sense. So, maple syrup, yag, whiskey, blue curacao. Do you think anything else that might... Well, obviously it's going to taste like shit no matter what we do, but do you think anything that would help put it over the edge? Of disgusting? Just in general. Just in general. If I had to think of something super sticky that might help bring it over the edge... We could throw honey in there as well. Just mix the two. Oh. Uh -huh. <laughs> Oh, no, that's a little too much. Um, just leave it at that, do you think? I think so. I think it's good right there. Because if you try to throw anything more in that, it's just going to get really gross. Yeah. All right, Dan, next one. Our next one is a little interesting. This is the Potion of Clairvoyance. Okay. So, how the book describes a Potion of Clairvoyance is a yellowish liquid with an eyeball floating in it that when you open the bottle, the eyeball vanishes. So two questions. One, do we want rum or do we want tequila? Probably rum. The second is, how hard do we want this to hit? Oh boy, that's a good question, isn't it? Because Clairvoyance is like, hey look, I can see into the future, so how drunk would you have to be to do this? How hard <laughs> do we want to hit, you know? It's just like, yeah, if you were trying to do it into the real world, how far do you have to see into the future? Whether it's true or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We want this to be like a regular drink, or we want this basically to punch you in the face? <laughs> it's probably going to have to be a punch. Okay, so I'm thinking then, if we're going with tequila, we need a clear liquor. If we can avoid Everclear, I'm avoiding Everclear. I agree with that. So, probably vodka or tequila. Uh, or, sorry, vodka or vodka. Either another tequila or another, or silver rum. Or a gold rum. I would probably say a gold rum would be good. Okay, so we got gold tequila, gold tequila, gold rum. For the eyeball, olive. So that's going to give it some salt. Yeah, so that would give it a little bit of salt. Maybe a little salting on the rim. Mm, I could see that. 
Maybe yeah, because you got tequila and rum in there. Maybe maybe some lime or lemon if you want to keep the yellow teeth. Yeah, probably I'm thinking, lemon. Okay, lemon, and then we need something to basically throw this over the edge. I'm thinking no, because hot sauce would cover would cl- go right through that, and you couldn't mix it to make it a good color. No, you need something to basically punch you in the face. Um, what could you do to? Oh God, you want this to taste good, or you want this just to be like fuck y'all? No, this is. I would rather this taste good, but, I mean, we don't know how this thing is supposed to taste. Uh, that's fair, because we got a few options we could play with, because if we wanted to, we could go with more mint. Oh, you know how I love my mint. We could go with the mint liqueur, or the, sorry, liqueur, the creme de mint, <laughs> or the peppermint schnapps. Both are clear. Yeah, both are clear, and they would definitely help sort of give this thing a different flavor. This is going to be really weird, because we're throwing salt and mint and liquor into the same drink. It's definitely not going to taste all that great. But it's going to taste like you can see into the future. Yeah. (laughs) It's literally going to be that one person. I can see the future! (laughs) Treat it, oh god, treat it like a shot. Oh, no. Oof. I could see that. Someone takes it and just goes, I can see the future! <laughs> Alright, so I think we're in accord. Okay, we got it. So, what do you, you got for us? This is going to be another tricky one. Invisibility potion. Oh. The only description it gives that is basically invisible. the actual liquid is invisible, and it's lightweight. Okay, so yeah, it's kind of the same thing. So it's basically going to be a very transparent... Yeah, something that you almost can't see through. So it's definitely going to be a stirred drink. Okay, I have an idea. It's cheap, but it works. Vodka, creme de menthe, maybe some simple syrup. Done. Yeah, those are all very clear drinks. They would definitely work together. Maybe some club soda if you want to make it look fizzy. I mean, there isn't even supposed to be any fizz in it. But if you want to make it look magical. Yeah, if you want to make it look magical, that would work but if we want to actually go by the description then it'll basically just be uh vodka creme de menthe and what was it simple syrup and club soda simple syrup well so club soda will make it look fancy simple syrup then all right man that was really quick yeah i mean when you have a drink that's supposed to be clear a lot of alcohol is actually clear so all right so dan you got another one I do, and we're both not going to like it because of layering. I have the potion of climbing. Oh dear, you were talking about this earlier. Yes, I was, because as I said, this is a layered drink. And as the book describes it, a potion of climbing is a layer of brown, gray, and silver to all represent different types of stone. So this is going to be a real tricky one, because as far as I'm aware, there's no silver drinks out there that isn't clear. Not even clear. That isn't expensive as fuck. That is true. Now, if we wanted to, we could get that, what was it, that uh, glitter dust, or whatever the hell it is, that... Oh, yeah, that edible glitter. It's not even edible glitter, it's like, that stuff makes it look almost like a fairy potion. Oh, yeah, that, like, silver dust or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I forget what it's called, but something like that we could use for the bottom with some kind of clear alcohol. So it was clear, it was silver on the bottom. Silver on the bottom, gray in the middle, brown on top. Fuck, gray. Gray is gonna be a bastard, too. 
at this point, the only way I can actually see us achieving a gray of sorts is, is dying it. Is dying it with like a gray dye, maybe a clear drink, like a tequila or something, or something that is a little lighter than whatever we put on the bottom. That, or we choose some kind of cream and try to dull it somehow. Something like that again. Dye. Mm-hmm. The real question is, do we want to skip this? Because it seems unfeasible with what we have. Uh, yeah. For right now, I would definitely say so. But if we had to, if I had to say, like, what would this be? Mm-hmm. I would say probably the silver would be... That, like, glitter, that glitter. A dump. glittering... Yeah. The glit- edible silver glitter... Along with, like, maybe a clear rum. Yep, or a clear tequila, or a vodka. Something like that. Something a little bit heavier, though. Oh, God, balancing would be a bastard, too, if we were trying to do this in real life. Yeah. And then the gray would probably be a cream of some kind, dyed to look a little more gray. And the brown... That wouldn't work. Because the viscosity of the cream would just go to the top. Yeah. So, probably we can't make it look exactly like how it wants. I don't think we can do it at all. We are not educated enough. To balance those colors. Not at all. The brown, not a problem, but... The problem is, is that a lot of those brown alcohols are are... super heavy. Okay, so, just skip? Yeah, for now I would say that's a skip. If some... Mixologist wants to let us know how we could do this. Please, Absolutely. Yeah, let us know. Chip in. All right, so the next one I have on my list is the shrinking potion. And you're going to love this. <laughs> Fungus flavored. Yeah. So we have right. so we got a couple of ideas, well, a couple of options here. One, we could do a this would take time, but we could make a mushroom extract. Oh boy. Personally, I don't want to take that time if this lands on it. Two, we could muddle mushrooms. Again, that's a bit of a... I mean, if we even tried to muddle mushrooms, that's a bit of a shaking thing. And I'm guessing it doesn't give a color for what the drink is supposed to look like. The only thing is that it tastes like fungus. Okay, so it could be whatever the fuck we want it to be. So we could muddle it, or we could cheat. We could get truffle oil. Oh boy, that's a pretty penny. It is, but it would save us some time. So what the problem is, what would we pair this with? As a chef, I'm like, oh, I can pair this with this food and this food. But when it comes to alcohol, that's a bit of a different story. The first thing I'm topping it off with is vodka. Flat. Vodka is one of those things that you would use to make an extract. So we got two options. We could either sit down and make this a drink, or we could try to make this almost like a sauce. I mean, this is supposed to be a Something that you just drink on its own. To be fair, you could, if you wanted to, you could drink ketchup or barbecue sauce. That is true. You're going to get some weird looks for doing it, but yeah. You could, in theory, do it. So what do we want to do, Dane? Sauce or drink? I mean, the sauce is probably going to taste better, but the drink is going to be a little closer to the actual thing. All right, let's go with drink. Something and probably some portobello or a, mu- or a button mushroom. Vodka, obviously. And then we need something to help push it. Rosemary Spriggs. We're going savory. Yeah, so if we go with the savory route, we got the vodka, the mushrooms, the rosemary. We could salt. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, this is going to be strong in the vodka department. 
yeah, we need something to help tip it back off the vodka. And I'm kind of struggling to figure out what flavor is going to really... We need some kind of wine. A wine, maybe. It's going to be probably a white wine. Something. We need, some... something, we need a softer flavor wine. Because what we have now is just... Well, uh, of course, it's supposed to taste like fungus, so... Not the best, but... I mean, what the hell else are we supposed to do here? Not a whole lot we could do with that drink as the book presents to us. Yeah, it doesn't give us a whole lot to play with. Alright, Dane, last one for you. The last one for me is, uh... <laughs> speaking of shrinking potions... I also have one that can enlarge. So this is the Potion of Diminution, however the hell you pronounce it. So this is a potion that is supposed to be able to shrink or enlarge your person, depending on what you want it to do. And how the book describes this is actually a little weird. I can already think of a couple of things that we can use. But it describes it as a clear liquid with a red ball twisting and turning in the center of it. And one of the first thoughts I thought of when I thought of a clear liquid with a red ball in the center of it is some sort of clear liquor with grenadine. I was thinking of maraschino cherry. Uh, maraschino cherry was another thing I was thinking of as well. Grenadine is just going to either, I think it's going to basically sink if we do with that row. I think it's because the the ball is supposed to be able to break apart. Mm -hmm. I think the maritime here would be the best bet because the grenadine, like I said, is just going to be, it's a syrup. So it's just going to sit in one spot. With the maritime chair, you can at least, if you're, hold, if you're using it as a shot, you can basically go up and down by holding your finger on it. Yeah, in a sense. I mean, either way, I think any sort of red yeah, we need will some, work here. If you want to, you can even go with pimento. Who cares? Yeah. Tomato juice. <laughs> oh, God. No. Damn it, Dane. That doesn't work, though. No, I... No, it does. It does? Agar-agar. I'm unfamiliar with that term. Agar-agar is basically a picture like a jello, Except you can use it to make little bubbles. So if you want to, you can make tomato, tomato juice bubbles. Ketchup bubbles. Oh. And that would give us our red ball. Damn it, Dane. <laughs> Why'd you have to remind me? I'm sorry. I want this to be authentic. <laughs> uh, okay, so we need to think of something that it would pair with when it comes to a clear liquor. We still haven't decided on the red. We should probably decide on... Well, no, we should probably clear it. It needs to be clear, no matter what. It needs to be clear, no matter what. So that's vodka, silver rum, silver tequila. Yeah, either one of those will work. Or some kind of liqueur. Some clear liqueur, which there aren't very many of. Yeah... Because it doesn't actually give a taste, so... In your mind, how would this taste to you? Personally, my brain is going to Viagra. Yeah, yeah. something like that. <laughs> Although I've never tasted Viagra, so... Neither have I, actually. I mean... So, medicine taste. Huh. Mint, grenadine, and the agar-agar. Give that artificial taste. Okay, so that would solve the red ball. So then we would just need, like, a clear rum or tequila... Vodka. Or a vodka. Go with vodka and make it taste like medicine. Okay. There we That's go. That's what I'm thinking, at least. I'm not sure about you. Yeah, that would work for me. So, we have... So, creme de menthe to give it that little... A little bit more of a minty flavor. Because, again, it's like tastes like medicine. How You know how they try to hide that kind of flavor? 
But even if they give like, oh, it's cherry flavor or grape flavor, you still get that really weird mint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's the last one for mine. This one is actually another really easy one. The only description they gave it was that it was clear. This is basically the tr a true sight potion. So it lets you see everything. Through anything. And, yep. So the only description it gives is that it's clear and refreshing. Clear and refreshing. Well, the first thing I think of when I think of refreshing is like a soda of some kind. I'm thinking mojito. I'm thinking like a flat mojito. A flat mojito. I mean... Because you got the mint. You got the cucumber. Well, mojito with a cucumber. Mojito, cucumber, club soda. Something like that. But I think I think even a mojito might still be a little too cloudy. And plus you got the mint leaves. So you could go with club soda... Silver tequila, cucumber, the cucumber, or and cucumber it, juice. And I think the problem is that you would not be able to shake it. You would have to stir it. You know, we've, we keep on saying these clear alcohols. We've got about gin. Oh no, how awful, how, uh, how <laughs> terrible. I mean, yeah, there is the gin variety of it, but... We also need something that basically, when you think this is going to get, let me see, true sight, it's refreshing and clear. Like, when I think refreshing, I always think something like, because a cucumber always tastes like a, a refreshing to me. Or that or ginger. Yeah, usually when something tastes refreshing to me, it usually has, it's very smooth. It is a very smooth drink that I just go, oh. That is refreshing. So something like, like I said, I'm thinking cucumber or ginger. Yeah, when I think of refreshing, a lot of times cucumbers are very tart. Depends when you get them in the, what season you get them in. Yeah. So, I mean, we could go with ginger. Ginger has always been known as a palate cleanser. Yeah, in a sense. In a very small amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could go with ginger. But it has to be clear. So it has to be some kind of... Again, I'm still... I hate to say it, I'm still leaning towards mojito, and I don't know why. I mean, if we were to use ginger, I think the best way to do it would be to kind of like we're making a mojito... Like and then we shake it up. With the ginger inside. With the ginger inside of it. And then we pour it out. And we basically just use the ingredients that aren't going to cloud. So, tequila, ginger, lime juice might cloud. Lime juice is probably going to cloud the thing. And that's the other ingredient of the mojito. Unless we use mint extract. Or uh, mint, creme de mint. Creme de mint. Which would give that little bit of mint. But then we got the ginger just smacking it around. The lemon is pretty much acting as the balance between the two. But mm -hmm. the lemon juice is going to make it cloudy. So we might have to do that one without lemon juice. We would need something to help balance. Because that ginger might not work either then. Because it's got to be one or the other. Because those are very conflicting flavors. Refreshing usually implies good. Clear and refreshing. You almost think it's a freaking spring of water. I was just thinking that too. Oh my god. Clear spring of water. Simple syrup, water, mint. That could actually work. Because that's completely clear. That would give the coolness. It would give the coolness very smooth, refreshing feeling. So I think we've got it right there. Or club soda. Club soda if we want to be fancy. Okay, well that is my end. Alright, so we're going to roll a dice really quick and see which of these we'll try out today. Give All us right. one second. <laughs> and we got our drink. 
We landed on the Truicide Potion, actually. Yeah, surprisingly, the one we just did. Yeah, totally not on any other ones. Uh-uh. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I can't help the fact that we didn't have the ingredients for them. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Three, Three two, two, one. Oh, that is good. Maybe a little too much mint, but that's not bad. That is really good. That That is really what I would consider refreshing. If given the option... I would actually say, if it didn't say it wasn't clear, I would actually say throw in a little bit of lime. Yeah, but that That's, is... Uh, yeah, it, it, we can't do that. We can't do that, because so, it has to be clear. So, for what we did, again, tweak if you want, it's fine. We threw in equal parts, club soda, creme de menthe, simple syrup, and... Gin. Gin. And it worked out pretty well. Yeah, that was actually very refreshing. Is that something I would order myself? I might. For me, personally, I would aim more for a mojito. Yeah, no, it's like, if I, had, if I had this as an option, I would definitely take it. Well, at least now we got you a new favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's shocking. Something that we made is actually something I would order at a bar. Right? Alright, but with that, we should probably call it. Yeah, we're really over with this one. So, I've been Dane. I've been Luke. Enjoy your drinks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market